Savage, and I created Between Two Yetis, where we take our Yeti coolers all around the world and meet people from all walks of life to learn what it is that gets them out of bed. Our aim is to show the humanity in the world by giving people the opportunity to share their story. This is Nelson Dallas. He's a four-time USA memory champion and runs a charity called Climb for Memory, where he raises awareness of Alzheimer's disease by organizing climbing expeditions up some of the world's greatest mountains. We decided, why not take the show up a mountain on one of his next trips? So we worked out how to strap him to our backs, got together some friends, and flew out to Kilimanjaro. This is our adventure climbing to the roof of Africa. Ready? Ready. I was born ready. And we are back between two yurts on our Kilimanjaro special with Heather Craig. Hello. Thank you so much Pleasure for having me. to have me. you on the show. On our <laughs> pink yurts. Yes, with my pink pants, you know. Got to represent. You, you are the first colour matching guest we've ever had on the show. I mean, I try. I do what I can. <laughs> Alright, so you've got your 30 second elevator pitch to tell me what you do. Well, yeah, what you do. What I do. Okay, well, I was... Not who you are, what you do. I used to ride and train racehorses, and I decided to go back to school at the age of 28, and now I have my master's in international law, and I work for an international law uh, NGO nonprofit in Manhattan. So you grew up around horses? Yes, I did. And what made you... Leave? Yeah. Uh, I just needed to change, you know, it's a busy, it's a really, really busy and intense lifestyle and you move every two, three months and... What were you training, racehorses or...? Yep. Mm-hmm. Blimey. Yeah. Never had a, your arm inside? Um, no, actually, <laughs> I have never done that. I've witnessed it several times, but I have, I personally has ne have never done that. One of the girls that I work with, she has a horse and... And she's a veterinarian? No, 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 but she, it takes up so much of her life. I mean, it is a lifestyle. Yeah, for she's sure. up at four in the morning. Yep. And then she has to finish work early and then go and ride again. And yep. Holy hell, this is, and that's, she hasn't got a boyfriend. Yeah. She's in the mid 40s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody's willing to take her on because of it. <laughs> I mean, I have definitely heard that before. <laughs> All right. Well, that could lead us into the Tinder thing. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. So you worked for, so you trained then? I was an assistant trainer, so I worked for um, several trainers over the span of, I guess, about 15 years. Um, but I worked for two for, uh, whoops, for the majority of the time. And where was this? Um, all over the place. So I, our main base was in Maryland, um, but we move every, like I said, two to three months, depending on where the racing is happening. So I've lived in Kentucky, New Orleans, Florida, California, Chicago. Because your Kentucky Derby is the same as our Ascot, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, very, very similar. We actually won the Derby in 2011 with a horse named Animal Kingdom, so. Did you get, did you get well rewarded for that? Um, I mean, not as well rewarded as the owners and my boss, but yeah. Because there is a ton of money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, one of one of my other friends, he runs um, events in America for mm -hmm. polo ch championships. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I there's had a, no idea. That there's what, a lot there's of money what, in polo six too. Six players on a field, mm -hmm. but each player has what four horses or five horses? Um, it kind of it kind of depends. I mean, the uh, the higher level polo player you are, I mean, you can have six or seven to rotate out, and those polo ponies cost a lot of money. A lot of money. So and you're sponsored by people. I mean, you don't pay for anything. Yeah. You know, if you're good. Well, you know? he's, he's made sponsor with Gégé Lecoute. Ah, yeah, yeah. And so they were just throwing oh, yeah. millions at him yeah. to run... To unbel unbelievable the production that it would take mm -hmm. to just to hit a ball. Yeah. Now, it is that it, it is a difficult... I mean, it, ta it is, takes a lot of talent, I, I would say, you know, to be able to ride oh, and actually, yeah. you know, to play oh, yeah, stick I, I and ball. I was learning about the, the, the boots have to be yeah. made from horse. Yeah. So they don't. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. Anyway, so let's move on to you're working now for the ICC. Uh, so I work for um, the coalition for the ICC. So we are a support group of over 2,500 NGOs, and and the organization I work for um, kind of oversees everyone and kind of tries to maintain that support for the court and its work. Um, and the Rome Statute, which is the treaty that founded the court. So. Okay, and the Rome Treaty was, when was that? Uh, 1998. 98. So this is relatively new. Yes, very much so, yeah. And you were mm -hmm. saying it doesn't incorporate anybody it should. Right, <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's willing to be under the yeah. premise of it. Yeah. Bloody hell. We're working on it. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. And so where are you living? I live in Manhattan, uh, in the financial district, actually. So on Wall Street. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you live there as well? Hmm? You live uptown or are you... No, I, I work in Midtown, close to the UN, and I live in the financial district, which is downtown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the one thing we don't do on this show is talk politics. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to take a question that's completely separated from <laughs> 2008 and everything on. Yeah. I don't know where I'm <laughs> stuck now because now my chain of thought is very much taken that way. Yep. All right, so how do you know Nelson? So I know Nelson actually because he is married to Leah, um, who is one of my friends from undergrad. We went to school together um, way back in 2008. Well, to 2004, so she 2008. She's a lawyer as well. Leah? Yeah. No. This is your first. Yeah, this was undergrad. Mm hmm. I'm yeah. English. I have no idea what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So this was like college, whereas, right, the, okay. whereas this was the secondary degree that I got just okay. recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we knew each other back then. And then I, when I moved to Manhattan, I reconnected with her and a bunch of other friends from undergrad. And then not long after, Leah met Nelson, and the rest is history. Were you in a sorority? I was. Leah was not, actually. But our other group of friends, we were in a sorority. Yeah. So what, what is, what, what's the requirements? <laughs> I mean, they have to like you, I guess. No, I don't know. I mean. Fate hazing? Uh, there was a little bit of hazing. All right. Yeah, a little yours? bit. Oh, I mean, that's a secret. I can't tell. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. against the rules. Okay. Otherwise, then you get kicked. You still in it? No, no. I mean, technically, yes, but I kind of, well, so my senior year, I kind of like desistered because I was spending so much time with the horses <laughs> um, and I couldn't dedicate enough time to the sorority. So I was like, well, 
I have to choose one I'll or the other. Out of this one, Grace. Yeah, I was like, thanks, thanks for everything. I mean, I'm still friends with everyone, so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So your aspirations moving forward? Um, I would. Once you get into the top of that. Yes, definitely, definitely. Looking forward to that. Um, I would very much like to work in the field as opposed to being based in an office. Um, What's so, that? Catching bad guys? Uh, more along the lines of researching human rights abuses so that someone else can catch the bad guys, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I'm applying to some other jobs out of the country and we'll see what happens. So, I, the Magnitsky Act, mm-hmm. you're familiar with, I, I am from a pure, um, I, I've read the book, Red Nation, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so I understand how it got put into place. Mm-hmm. What was what was the main opposition from the US to actually do it? Because he comes up with to- a lot of reasons why, a lot of people <laughs> wanted to be re-elected, a lot of people didn't want to piss people off. Especially um, Putin. And yeah. It was like, uh, uh, it wasn't enough. And then Putin turns around and says, right, fuck you all. You can't uh, adopt any Amer- any Russian kid children. It just seemed like such a, such a petty fight. I mean, it is a petty fight. And is, uh, is it pettier when he, once you start getting to that level? The one thing I've, I've started seeing with Trump, they are going political. But like the thing I've seen when you start looking at Merkel or Theresa May or mm. um, wet lettuce in Canada, or, <laughs> they may be leaders of nations, but it's all one one upmanship. And if you don't like somebody, you will do something just to fuck somebody over. Well, so remember when we. I mean, if I remember correctly, we ended up closing, um, you know, several secret uh, compound, Russian compounds here in the States. That's right. You closed the embassies and kicked them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so then, and then they, in turn, <laughs> did a very much similar thing and told everyone to get out to all U.S. That was over Christmas, wasn't it? Um, I'd have to, I don't quite it remember. Like it's fairly recent. No, I think it was before Christmas, in the fall. In the fall. Okay. Yeah, but fairly recent. Um so yeah, I mean it's just it's this back and forth battle of who's better, who has more power, um, who who can exert more power over other countries. I mean, and a perfect example is what's happening in Syria. Um, you know, I mean, the reason that that situation has remained very much the same and in fact has gotten worse is because Russia and China refuse to allow you know the situation to be dealt with in, in a way, um, in a way that could ultimately end it. Um, you know, Russia's more interested in keeping the control of their warm water port, which is right off the coast of Syria. So, what yeah. I understand is the reason why um, ISIS is all but done now is because the CIA has been stopped supplying weapons into the country for the rebels. Um, I mean, and that has all but dried up. Um, yeah, I, th- I so think the oil was. I mean, why am I talking? You're the one no, well, I mean, I think I think you're. Right. I mean, I think that was part of it. I mean, because the weapons fall into the wrong hands, you know, regardless of what your intentions are, you know. Leave seventy-five Humvees behind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, there's an argument that a lot of people say that, you know, the reason we are partially the reason for the ISIS's formation. 
yeah. um, you know, in terms of what happened in Iraq and the debathification process. You know, a lot of those high-level ISIS leaders used to be um, in Saddam Hussein's cabinet. And, you know, and so that's when we invaded Iraq and removed everyone from power, regardless of whether or not they were sympathetic to Hussein or, or you know, kind of just played along. We removed them and, I mean... them off. Yeah. And and one, then, one thing I find fascinating is that everyone... You see the world from your own perspective. Mm -hmm. So them fighting doing what they they consider themselves to be the good guys. Oh, yeah. 100%. And America and the Allies are the bad guys. 100%. So trying to get your head around that kind of, like, how can they see themselves as being the good people? But right. they do. Yeah, no, they do. They do. They, they see themselves as fighting for a just cause, you know, this caliphate that they, they want to create, and they see everyone else as infidels, and that, uh, you know, at one stage... This this group now, granted, it's not ISIS, you know, it's not this extreme form of of Islam. But I mean, at one stage, that part of the world was, you know, ruled by by this group and and was majority Islam, you know, and um, yeah. So they, yeah, they they see themselves as in the right, and they feel the need to do whatever they can in order to achieve that. It's, it's it's a fascinating time to be alive. It is. It is the, the the information that's now that's being the, the information that's available is just so quick mm -hmm. and so um, and so salacious mm -hmm. that everybody jumps on it. Mm -hmm. um, but then when there's some huge stories come out, it's like when it's not covered, mm -hmm. it's like why is it not covered? I'm trying to think of a recent example. Was well, when Trump signed the, the extension of the Magnitsky Act. Mm -hmm. Why did he do that? He didn't need to do it, did he? I mean, uh, nobody's pressuring him. To do it. Yeah. it was it was there. I, mean, yeah. Yeah, I know he does a lot of stuff that we don't understand why <laughs> yeah. he does it. Um, but from what I'm, people I listen to are saying that it was a way of going, watch out. Yeah. Everybody who's involved with human rights abuses around the world are going to have their U.S. assets seized, frozen or seized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, but what's, I mean, and that's all well and good, you know what I mean, to, to kind of, you know, extend that on paper. But in reality, the United States doesn't do hardly anything uh, in terms of, I mean, yes, we freeze you know, um, assets in, in North Korea, right? I mean, that seems to be like the, you know, the main target right now. But we don't, I mean, we don't do much when it comes to, I mean, there are human rights abuses occurring. I mean, take, for example, in Myanmar. I mean, we just recently froze several um, high-level uh, military leaders um, that are, you know, I guess suspected of, you know, ordering some of these abuses take place. But this has been going on for months. I mean, the, these poor people, the Rohingya, have been being slaughtered and forced out of their homes for months, and, and nobody's done anything about it. And still, I mean, okay, what, you know, you freeze someone's assets. Big you know what I mean? It's still, it, it hasn't done anything to change the situation. Okay, so now we're going into conspiracy theory central. Uh-oh. <sighs> we're not supposed to go here, but... A lot of these poorer countries, especially here in Africa, are mineral rich, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's advantageous to have a dictator in power mm -hmm. who will take, 
I mean, billions off the table mm -hmm. and allow these poor people not to have the wealth of their own country. Um, even in this day and age, that's still going on, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the majority of countries here in Africa are, you know, have corrupt leaders and, I mean... Yeah, these people live in poverty and with no electricity and no running water, and they they could have more than what they do. But you're right. Yeah, I mean, corruption is is uh, at the core of it, and that's what, yeah. that's what you're going after. Um, well, so we don't specifically go after corruption per se, but corrupt leaders tend to do other bad things like murder their own people or um you know you know things like that so so yes in in a way i mean um yeah i mean corruption is is linked to so to the beginning of those kinds of things like the the paperwork side of team america world police <laughs> i mean i don't know about that but saving the world <laughs> <laughs> the fucking terrorists. Yeah, I mean, well, we'd like to think so. I do but. believe after the swearing. <laughs> well, good luck. Yeah, good thank you God. very much. It's nice to, I mean, one thing I've realized, nobody really, well, you actually, you have the deepest connection, I guess, to Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd say so, just because, yeah, I'm friends with his wife, his now wife, everyone's you know. so kind of like popped in, popped in. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, everyone's... Doctors, mm -hmm. lawyers, yeah, saviors of the world. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I'd like to. I'd like to think that we're doing, doing good, you know, in some small way. To be president one day? No, 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 no. I just hope that we. You're on the right path. We have a better president than the one we have now. Well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could take all the memory cards we got left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much. For yeah, Marshall. thank you. Now we need to warm up. Yeah, definitely. Freaking I know, hell. it's freezing. It's amazing. Isn't we it? need a drink. Damn. If only we had some, if only had some alcohol. <laughs>